at the end of uh, Saido's talk last evening, he mentioned that at some point uh, we would explore the four elements in more detail in relationship uh, to our practice. And this evening is that point. So this evening we'll be exploring the four great elements or the four great essentials, which is one of the Buddha's very primary uh, teachings that he stressed and often repeated from a number of different perspectives in conjunction with, uh, and from a number of different perspectives. And in conjunction uh, with this teaching, we'll also spend some time this evening exploring uh, a specific practice regarding the elements through a guided meditation that's potentially a window, uh, an opening to the direct experience, the discernment, and the understanding of one aspect of ultimate reality, the ultimate reality of rupa, form, the reality of how it really is, one aspect of how this body and every other form, every other rupa, really is, which also is a direct pointer to the not-self-characteristic of all forms. And we'll begin our exploration this evening with the uh, particular way that the Buddha offered the teaching of the four great uh, elements, the four great essentials, uh, to his son, Rahula. And uh, this uh, sutta that I'll uh, share with you in a somewhat abbreviated form uh, comes from the Majjhima and it's uh, the greater discourse of advice to Rahula. And we'll begin with the story behind the sutta. When the Buddha's son Rahula was 18 years old, uh, on one particular day he was uh, following the Buddha, walking behind the Buddha, as they were on their way into the village for alms rounds. And as he was walking behind the Buddha, his father, with admiration, he noticed the physical perfection of his father. And he reflected uh, with some degree of pride that he himself was of similar appearance, thinking, I too am handsome, like my father, the Blessed One. The Buddha's form is beautiful, and so is mine. Well, having such a father is not always maybe a great blessing because the Buddha read Rahula's thoughts and decided to admonish him at once before such vain thoughts would lead him into much greater difficulties. And that morning the Buddha framed his advice uh, in terms of contemplating the body as neither a self nor as a possession of a self. And these are the Buddha's words. Rahula, any kind of material form whatsoever, whether past, future, or present, internal or external, gross or subtle, inferior, superior, far or near, all material form should be seen as it actually is with proper wisdom thus. This is not mine. This I am not. This is not myself. Well, young Rahula uh, felt uh, quite rightly scolded by his father. And so he decided to sit down under a tree on the side of the road to reflect on this admonishment and the teaching rather than go on into the village with the Buddha uh, for the alms rounds. 
Though, um, as the story goes, he soon got uh, distracted in conversation with the uh, Venerable Sariputta, who was actually his primary teacher and who was also walking down the road on his way to town for alms round. The following teaching, the sutta that I'll share with you, was given to Rahula uh, by the Buddha uh, later that evening when everybody was back uh, to where they were staying in order to dispel Rahula's attachment to the body, which had not yet been removed by the brief instruction of egolessness of of material form that the Buddha had given him earlier that day on their way into the village for alms rounds. And essentially there are two parts to this teaching. The first is the Buddha uses the four great elements in this teaching as both a metaphor and also as a direct experiential teaching in relationship to the body itself, simply being a composite of the earth element, the water element, the fire element, and the air element. And he also adds in this teaching the space element, meaning by this all of the openings, all of the holes, the apertures in the body internally, and all of the space all around, everywhere, externally. The second aspect or part of this teaching, the Buddha encourages his son Rahula to dissolve the sense of self into the impersonal elements making up the world. So the goal is not to infuse the world with self, but to drain the self of self, we could say. And uh, to realize that what leads to suffering lies in finding things agreeable and disagreeable. And that with an attitude of not mine towards all phenomena, the mind is liberated from its clinging. So this is the discourse of advice to Rahula, a slightly um, condensed version. And the Buddha's offering this directly to his son. Ruda, Ruda, Rahula, excuse me. Rahula, develop meditation that is like the earth. For when you develop meditation that is like the earth, arisen agreeable and disagreeable contacts will not invade your mind and remain. Just as people throw clean things and dirty things such as excrement, urine, spittle, pus, and blood on the earth, and the earth is not horrified, humiliated, or disgusted because of that, so too, Rahula, develop meditation that is like the earth. For when you develop meditation that is like the earth, arisen, agreeable, and disagreeable contacts will not invade your mind and remain. Rahula, develop meditation that is like the water. For when you develop meditation that is like the water, arisen, agreeable, and disagreeable contacts will not invade your mind and remain. Just as people wash clean and dirty things, such as excrement, urine, spittle, pus, and blood in water, and water is not horrified, humiliated, or disgusted because of that, so too, Rahula, develop meditation that is like the water. For when you develop meditation that is like the water, arisen, agreeable, and disagreeable contacts will not invade your mind and remain. Rahula, develop meditation that is like the fire. For when you develop meditation that is like the fire, arisen, agreeable, and disagreeable contacts will not invade your mind and remain. Just as fire burns clean things and dirty things, fire is not horrified, humiliated, and disgusted because of that. 
So too, Rahula, develop meditation that is like fire. For when you develop meditation that is like fire, agreeable and disagreeable contacts will not invade your mind and remain. Rahula, develop meditation that is like the air. Just as the air blows on clean things and dirty things, such as excrement, urine, spittle, pus, and blood, and the air is not horrified, humiliated, or disgusted because of that, so too, Rahula, develop meditation that is like the air. For when you develop meditation that is like the air, arisen, agreeable, and disagreeable contacts will not invade your mind and remain. Rahula, develop meditation that is like the space. For when you develop meditation that is like the space, arisen, agreeable, and disagreeable contacts will not invade your mind and remain. Just as space is not established anywhere, so too, Rahula, develop meditation that is like the space. For when you develop meditation that is like the space, arisen, agreeable, and disagreeable contacts will not invade your mind and remain. And so now we'll go into the practice, a guided uh, meditation, and beginning by briefly going over the characteristics, the four elements and each of the characteristics that uh, go along with each of the four elements. And as we um, explore this guided meditation in a few moments, you will um, begin to understand through experience more and more clearly regarding these, uh, the elemental nature of the body through these various characteristics. So the characteristics of the earth element, hardness, roughness, heaviness, softness, smoothness, and lightness. The characteristics of the water element, flowing and cohesion. The characteristics of the fire element, heat or warmth, and cold or coolness. And the characteristics of the wind or the air element, supporting and pushing. And so we'll begin the guided uh, uh, meditation by settling into the body, allowing your whole being your whole body and being to settle in with ease and uh, a sense of relaxation. And the focus of attention settling in on the breath, gently gathering in the dispersed energy of the mind, gathering, gathering it in with a clear, connected focus on the movement of the breath in the belly, the movement and, and or the sensations of the breath in the abdomen.
allowing the focus of attention, allowing concentration to develop in this way for a few moments. And just taking some time in a relaxed manner with a clear intention to sustain (coughs) the attention with the focus in the belly or the abdomen, in the rising and the falling, the movement, the sensations. And just very simply letting go of whatever it may be that comes up other than the movement and the sensations in the place where you're paying attention to the breath. And we'll sit silently for just a few moments with this. And now we'll begin to explore each of the characteristics of the four great elements directly through our meditation practice, beginning with the element of wind, air, starting with the characteristic of pushing, taking the concentrated attention that you've just been developing, and are now experiencing. And through the sense of touch, bring your attention to mindful awareness of the pushing sensation in the center of the head as the breath moves in and out. It's a subtle sensation. If the pushing of the breath in the center of the head isn't easy to discern, then try being aware of the pushing as the chest moves, as it expands with each breath, or as the abdomen moves or pushes out with each in-breath. 
Wherever there's movement, there's pushing. To some degree, there's pushing. When you're able to discern this characteristic of pushing, concentrate on it until it becomes clear in your mind. And then move your awareness to another part of the body nearby and look for pushing there. In this way, you'll slowly be able to discern pushing, maybe first in the head, then the neck, the trunk, the arms, legs, feet. Doing this again and again, maybe many times, until wherever you place your awareness in the body, you can easily sense and know pushing. In some places it will be very obvious, and in other places it will be quite subtle. But it's present everywhere throughout the body. And now letting go of the discernment of pushing. Just letting it be. And we'll begin with the discernment of hardness. And beginning by discerning hardness in your teeth, by biting your teeth together a few times, feeling how hard they are. Now relax your bite and feel the hardness of your teeth. And when you can feel this, try to sense and discern hardness throughout the body in a systematic way from head to feet, in a similar way that you did in discerning pushing. But take care not to deliberately tense the body. And if you need to go back and feel the hardness of your teeth again at any point, please do that.
And now letting go of the discernment of hardness. And we'll now look for heaviness throughout the body. And beginning by placing one hand on top of the other in your lap and letting it be heavy, feeling that the top hand is heavy. Or you can feel the heaviness of the head by letting it bend forward. Really focusing attention on the sensation of heaviness. And practice this for a moment or two, a couple moments. And when heaviness is clear in the mind, begin sensing and discerning heaviness throughout the body. And at any point, if the mind starts wandering away, thoughts come, let them go and just come back to the particular characteristic that we're exploring. In this case right now, heaviness. And now, letting the discernment of heaviness go, letting the experience of heaviness go. Hardness and heaviness are characteristics of the earth element. And now we'll move towards looking for characteristic of the wind or the air element, supporting, supporting throughout the body. And we can begin by by softening, by relaxing the back so that the uh, body bends forward, letting it soften and relax and let it Bend forward. Not pushing it forward, but letting it soften and relax and bend forward. And then straighten your body and keep it straight and upright. You can try that a time or two. Softening, relaxing, bending forward. And then straightening the body and keeping it upright. And 
the force which keeps the body straight and still and erect is the characteristic of supporting. Practicing this mindful awareness systematically for a few moments and then begin to discern supporting throughout the body from the head to the feet. If you find it difficult uh, to do this, you can uh, try to feel and discern supporting together with hardness, as this can make it easier to discern supporting. And now, letting go of the experience and discernment of supporting. And again, I encourage you to let go of thinking about these things as we're doing them, but to allow the experience of sensing and knowing that direct experience in the body. The next characteristic we'll explore is another one of the earth element, softness. Keeping the mouth very relaxed and press your tongue against the inside of your upper or lower lip to feel its softness. Don't stiffen the mouth, keep it real soft. Relax your whole body and practice systematically, beginning to sense and discern softness throughout the body. And of course, anytime you need a reminder, You can go back to the original exploration to feel softness. Let it be clear in the mind and then exploring softness throughout the whole body.
and letting go of the experience and discernment of softness, just letting it be. And next we'll look for smoothness, which is another characteristic of the earth element. And we can begin doing this by moistening your lips and just rubbing your tongue over them from side to side, just inside, on the inside of the lips. And feeling this smoothness. Practicing this for just a moment or two. Letting smoothness really be known. as a direct experience. And then begin to sense and discern smoothness throughout the body. Just this, just smoothness. And now, letting this experience of smoothness go. Just let it go, let it be. And next, another characteristic of the earth element, roughness. And begin by running your tongue back and forth over the roof of your mouth, inside your mouth. Really focusing on this sensation of roughness as your tongue moves back and forth over the roof of your mouth. when this characteristic, this sensation of roughness is clear, or at least clearer, then begin by discerning roughness throughout the body.
And now letting go, letting be the experience of roughness, this body characteristic of roughness, letting it go. And next we'll look for lightness, another characteristic of the earth element. And you can begin by just wagging a finger, a single finger, wagging it up and down very lightly and quickly. Experiment with that. Any finger, lightly and quickly, wagging it up and down and feeling its lightness. And again now practicing to begin sensing, seeing and knowing lightness throughout the body. Nothing complicated, just lightness throughout the body. and letting the experience of lightness go. And next, we'll look for one of the characteristics of the fire element, heat or warmth throughout the body, which is usually quite easy to sense and know. Heat, warmth throughout the body.
And now letting this discernment of heat or warmth, just letting it be. And we'll next connect with the other characteristic of the fire element, coldness or coolness. We can begin by feeling the coldness or the coolness of the breath as it enters the nostrils. Usually quite available. The coldness or coolness of the breath as it enters the nostrils. And then begin to feel and discern coolness or coldness throughout the body. And you can always start with that coolness of the air entering the nostrils. Now letting go of this discernment of coolness or coldness. All of the elemental characteristics that we've practiced with so far are known directly through the sense of touch. The next two elemental characteristics are primarily known by inference, and they're both characteristics of the water element. The first is cohesion, awareness of how the body is being held together by the skin, the flesh, and the sinews, blood being held in the body held in by the skin like water in a balloon, by the skin of the veins and the arteries. Without cohesion, this body would fall into many, many separate pieces and parts. Another aspect of the characteristic of cohesion is the force of gravity which we can actually discern pretty directly. This force of gravity which keeps the body stuck to the earth is also cohesion. If cohesion still isn't clear for you experientially, then you can pay attention to sensing just the qualities of pushing and hardness. And eventually you may feel as if the whole body is kind of wrapped up, as if in coils of a rope. This can help 
in discerning this quality or this characteristic of cohesion. And now letting this quality or characteristic, the sense of it, the experience of it go. And the last characteristic, water element characteristic, is flowing. And we can begin by discerning the flowing of the saliva in the mouth. Or maybe for some of you, the flowing of the blood through the veins. Or maybe easier, the flowing of the air into the lungs. Or maybe the flowing of heat throughout the body. developing your meditation on flowing as I gave in previous instructions for the other characteristics that we've been exploring and discerning flowing throughout the body. And now, letting go, letting be the experience of flowing. Letting it go. Some of these elemental characteristics were probably easy or relatively easy for you to sense and discern, and some of them were probably not so easy to connect to, sense, feel, and know. 
But over time, if one continues with this practice, the mind gets more and more concentrated, mindfulness strengthens considerably, and the subtleties of the elemental characteristics of the body become more and more discernible. It's a wonderful practice also, besides with sitting, to uh, work with in walking practice. Or any time. Maybe sometimes during your yogi job, depending what your yogi job is. I'd like to mention just briefly about balancing the elements. While practicing with the elemental nature of the body and discerning the various characteristics uh, very uh, experientially in practicing this way, at times some people experience an imbalance in the elements meaning some elements, some of the characteristics of the elements might become excessive and maybe even come so, become so excessive that they feel unbearable. If this occurs, the way to bring balance is to practice with opposites. So just a few examples. We aren't going to... Uh, do this as a guided practice, but just a few examples. If hardness becomes very, very intense and maybe overwhelming or just very intense, you can balance by bringing attention to softness in the body. If heaviness becomes extremely intense, maybe overwhelming, You can balance by bringing awareness to lightness in the body. Warmth becoming intense, too intense or overwhelmingly intense. You can bring attention to coolness or coldness in the body. And that's an interesting one on a hot day, I have to tell you. You actually can cool yourself off by bringing attention to the coolness of the air coming in through the nostrils nostrils, and the coolness that one can feel throughout their whole body. We have a personal air conditioning system, we could say. (laughs) Because there's always coolness in the body as well as heat. Balancing the elements of supporting or pushing. If pushing is so strong, very, very intense, you can balance it by bringing attention to supporting. How intimately and how mindfully connected are you to these most basic and universal experiences. This body in its elemental nature. A composite of the earth, water, fire, and air elements. And in its, in its ultimate nature really no different from any other rupa. No different from any other form. And let's just sit quietly for a moment.
Thank you for listening to the Dhamma. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.